0: Today's selection from Calvert Library's digital collection is Sadie, written by Courtney Summers. It's a beautiful day in the city. The sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky. I had a great lunch in Central Park, a chicken shawarma from the shawarma stop, which was overwhelmingly recommended to us by our listeners after last week's episode on NYC's Best Kept Secrets. Thanks for that, you guys. It was so good it just might be my dinner too from wnrk new york i'm danny gilchrist and you are listening to always out there today we're doing something new something big today we're preempting your regularly scheduled episode of always out there to launch the first episode of our new serialized podcast the girls if you want to hear more You can download all eight episodes, that's right, the entire season, on our website. We're pretty sure you'll want to hear more. Created and hosted by one of our longtime producers, West McRae, The Girls explores what happens when a devastating crime reveals a deeply unsettling mystery. It's a story about family, about sisters, and the untold lives lived in small-town America. It's about the lengths we go to protect the ones we love, and the high price we pay when we can't. And it begins, as so many stories do, with a dead girl.
1: Welcome to Cold Creek, Colorado, population 800. Do a Google image search and you'll see its main street, the barely beating heart of that tiny world, and find every other building vacant or boarded up. Cold Creek's luckiest, the gainfully employed, work at the local grocery store, the gas station, and a few other staple businesses along the strip. The rest have to look a town or two over for opportunity for themselves and for their children. The closest schools are in Parkdale, 40 miles away. They take in students from three other towns. Beyond its main street, Cold Creek arteries out into worn and chipped Monopoly houses that no longer have a place upon the board from there lies a rural sort of wilderness the highway out is interrupted by veins of dirt roads leading to nowhere as often as they lead to pockets of dilapidated houses or trailer parks in even worse shape in the summertime a food bus comes with free lunches for the kids until school resumes where they are guaranteed at least two subsidized meals a day there's a quiet to it that's startling, if you've lived your whole life in a city like I have. Cold Creek is surrounded by a beautiful, uninterrupted expanse of land and sky that seem to go on forever. Its sunsets are spectacular. Electric golds and oranges, pinks and purples, natural beauty unspoiled by the insult of skyscrapers. This sheer amount of space is humbling, almost divine. It's hard to imagine anyone feeling trapped here, but most people here do. You live in Cold
0: Creek because you were born here. And if you're born here, you're probably never getting out.
1: That's not entirely true. There have been some success stories, college graduates who moved on and found well-paying jobs in distant cities, but they tend to be the exception and not the rule. Cold Creek is home to a quality of life we're raised to aspire beyond, if we're born privileged enough to have the choice. Here, everyone's working so hard to care for their families and keep their heads above water that, if they wasted time on the petty dramas, scandals, and personal grudges that seem to define small towns in our nation's imagination, they would not survive. That's not to say there's no drama, scandal, or grudge, It's just that those things are usually more than residents of Cold Creek can afford to care about. Until it happened. The husk of an abandoned turn-of-the-century one-room schoolhouse sits three miles outside of town, taken by fire. The roof is caved in, and what's left of the walls are charred. It sits next to an apple orchard that's slowly being reclaimed by the nature that surrounds it. Young overgrowth new trees, wildflowers. There's almost something romantic about it, something that feels like respite from the rest of the world. It's the perfect place to be alone with your thoughts. At least it was before. Maybeth Foster, who you'll come to know as this series goes on, took me there herself. I asked to see it. She's a plump, white, 68-year-old woman with salt-and-pepper hair. She has a grandmotherly way about her, right down to a voice that's so invitingly familiar, it warms you from the inside out. Mary Beth is manager of Sparkling River Estates Trailer Park, a lifelong resident of Cold Creek, and when she talks, people listen. More often than not, they accept whatever she says as the truth. Just about... Here. 911 dispatch, what's your emergency? On October 3rd, 47-year-old Carl Earl was on his way to work, a factory in Cofield. It's an hour's drive from Cold Creek. He'd barely begun his commute when he noticed black smoke marring the early morning horizon.
2: Started out like any other day, at least I think it did. I imagine I got up, had breakfast... And kissed my wife on my way out the door because that's what I do every morning. But honestly, I can't remember a thing before I saw the smoke. And everything that happened after that, well, I wish I could forget it. Yeah, my name's Carl Earle, and I just want to report a fire. There's an abandoned schoolhouse off Milner's Road, and it's all lit up. It's about three miles east of Coal Creek. I was just driving by, and I noticed it. I pulled over to call. It looks pretty bad.
1: Okay, Carl. We're going to send someone out. Are there any other people around? Anyone in need of assistance you can see?
2: Just me out here, far as I can tell. But I might not be close enough. I could maybe get a little closer and see. Sir, Carl.
1: Please stay clear of the fire. I need you to do that for me,
2: alright? Oh, yeah, no. I wasn't going to. So I did as I was told, even though part of me wanted to play hero. I'm still not sure what compelled me to stick around because I couldn't afford to miss the work. But I stayed till the cops and the firemen came. I watched them go at it until the flames were under control, and that's when I noticed. Just beyond the schoolhouse there, I saw... I was the, um... I was the one that saw her first.
1: The body of Maddie Southern was discovered between the burning schoolhouse and the apple orchard, just out of sight. She'd been reported missing three days earlier, and here she was, found, dead. I've decided the gruesome details of what was uncovered in that orchard will not be part of this show. While the murder, the crime, might have captured your initial interest, its violence and brutality do not exist for your entertainment, so please don't ask us. The details of this case are easy enough to find online, In my opinion, you only really need to know two things. The first is the cause of her death was blunt force trauma to the head. The second
2: is this. She was only 13 years old. I don't sleep great anymore since it happened.
1: Maddie left behind a 19-year-old sister, Sadie, a surrogate grandmother, Maybeth, and her mother, Claire. But Claire has been out of the picture for a while. I first heard about the Southern murder at a gas station outside Abernathy, about 30 minutes from Cold Creek. I was with my crew in the Eastern Plains, and we'd just wrapped interviews for a segment of an episode of Always Out There, dedicated to profiling small towns in America. You know, the kind on a rambling decline. We wanted their residents to tell us what those places lost, not because we thought we could restore them to their former glory, but simply so you knew they existed. We wanted to give them a voice before they disappeared. It's a nice thought, anyway, that somebody gives a damn. That was Joe Holloran, one of the Abernathy residents we interviewed. I wasn't thinking about his words when I was standing behind the guy ahead of me at the gas station, listening as he told the clerk exactly what happened to the Southern kid. The grisly facts didn't inspire me to stick around, My crew and I had gotten what we came for and we were ready to go back home. It was a terrible thing, sure, but we live in a world that has no shortage of terrible things. You can't stop for all of them. A year later, I was sitting in my office in New York. It was October, a year to the day Maddie died, actually the third, and my attention kept wandering from my computer screen to the window where I could see the Empire State Building. I liked my job at WNRK, and I liked my life in the city, but maybe some part of me, the same part that let me walk away from Maddie's story the first time without a second thought, was overdue for a shake-up. It arrived in the form of a phone call. Is this Wes McRae? It is. How can I help you? This is Mae Beth
0: Foster. Joe Holland told me you give a damn.
1: There had been no new developments in the Maddie Southern case, no suspects named to the crime. The investigation seemed to have ground to a halt. But that wasn't the reason Maybeth contacted me. I need your help. Three months ago, in mid-July, she'd gotten a call from a police station in Farfield, Colorado, a town many, many miles from Cold Creek. They'd found a 2007 black Chevy parked on the side of the road, and inside it, a green bag full of personal effects, belonging to Maddie's older sister, Sadie Hunter, who had disappeared that June. Sadie herself was nowhere to be found. She still hasn't been found. After a cursory investigation, Sadie was declared a runaway by local law enforcement, and, having exhausted all possible avenues available to her, Maybeth Foster reached out to me, I was her last hope. She thought maybe I could bring Sadie back home to her alive. Because Sadie had to be alive. Because
0: I can't take another dead girl. If you enjoyed this chapter and are hungry for more, this title is available in audiobook form through Hoopla and ebook and audiobook form through Libby. If you're enjoying Book Bites, please don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if there are books or genres you'd like to hear, email us at calvertlibrarybookbites at gmail.com. Visit calvertlibrary.info for more information, and stay tuned for more Book Bites.